You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 178. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? Are you an excellent lawyer? Do you do excellent work for your clients? Of course you do. I'm assuming you do if you listen to this podcast. Or maybe you're not sure that you do. Then you definitely need to listen to this episode. I'm recording this episode specifically for entrepreneurial lawyers, but even if you work for someone else right now, keep listening because it's important that you know the value of your services. Our belief in the value of our services will determine how much we're willing to charge for them, how confident we are that we can get our clients' results, what we are willing to charge for them, and how we market our services. We are not going to make the impact that we want to make on the people that we want to make that impact upon if we do not believe in the value of our offers, of our services. And I'm going to use those words interchangeably throughout this, but I want you to really recognize that this is truly important. Before we jump in, I want to ask you a question. Have you left a review for Be a Better Lawyer podcast? If you have, thank you. I really appreciate it. It helps us to contact, connect with more lawyers who are looking to improve themselves, looking to up their game to make themselves the best lawyers they can be while maintaining their sanity. And if you haven't, I would ask that you go to Apple Podcasts right now, like press pause, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Now, the reason I say Apple Podcasts is because they have a huge reach and that is oftentimes how I get discovered by lawyers. So if you could leave a review, that's going to bump this podcast up a bit so that it gets seen more by more lawyers who are looking to play bigger in their lives and to really improve their lives. So I would really appreciate it if you did that. You can also go to dinacataldo.com forward slash 178. And if you scroll down on the show notes page, I have a link there if you want to leave a review. I would really appreciate it. And you might even get a little shout out. Okay, so let's get to business here, shall we? All right. Now, this week is a week where a lot of legal professionals get together for a legal tech convention. And what I want to do in this episode is challenge a mindset that is often weaved into these legal conferences. And it's so subtle that most lawyers just fall into it and don't question it. Our mindset determines our behaviors. And our behaviors determine our results in our practice and in our life. So this is important. It is critical to take a look at what's going on in our mind because that is what is creating our results. One of the mindsets I noticed at this convention was lack of control and scarcity of clients. I spent one day this week in multiple rooms and I kept seeing the same themes, the same comments, and hearing the same things from attendees and presenters. 
They all said things like they had to work more hours to get more customers. Well, part of this is because the tech company is selling services that are supposed to give lawyers back more hours. Sure, that makes sense. But the way it was presented at times was that they needed, lawyers needed, to be able to pick up the phone at any time. Something I hear lawyers say is that clients will tell them that no other lawyer picked up the phone. To that I say, so what? They answer, right? And then they think that that means that they need to be available to pick up the phone at all hours because otherwise they're going to lose a client. And to that I ask, is that really what that means? Or does it just mean that you're picking up scraps instead of trusting and promoting your value? Because if you trusted and promoted your own value in your services, right, your belief in your services, people would be knocking down your doors to get appointments. You'd be raising your rates and you would be saying no to work that you don't want. Our value is not determined by the number of hours we're willing to be available. Our value isn't determined by the willingness to drop everything to answer the phone, If you don't believe in your value, your clients won't believe in your value. If you're not a lawyer with your, like if you're not a lawyer with your own practice, I want you to think about your boss as your most important client, okay? So yes, this is going to be focusing on clients and the value to the clients, but if you're an employee, I want you to think about your boss as your most important client. And I heard this from someone and it really stuck with me, is that every single person, every one of us should think about ourselves as an entrepreneur, even if we don't work for a boss. The reason for this is so that we learn to value ourselves as much as an entrepreneur must. An entrepreneur sells their services to the highest bidder. They do this so they can make a bigger impact in their life and in the life of others. So the more money you have fueling your business's engine, the more people you can help. Heck, you can just want the money to to want the money. There's nothing wrong with that. I want you to have all the money that you want and more. To do that, you must believe in your value. So let's get one thing straight here. Value has nothing to do with the number of hours that you work. It doesn't have anything to do with how intensely you work. It has nothing to do with who you are as a person. As lawyers, we tend to conflate the hours we work and the level of intensity that we work with our personal value. To be clear, you are 100% valuable as a human right now, as is, whether you even work or not, whether you're a lawyer or not. Your work is not your self-worth. And I think we need that drilled into us at school. What we're talking about here in this episode is believing in the value of the services you provide to your clients. When I talk about services, remember, I'm going to be using the word offer and services interchangeably. You offer your services to clients. And before you can even do this work that we're going to talk about in this episode, I encourage you to take a good look at your offers and decide what you want to offer and what your current rates are. Not all lawyers know their rates off the top of their heads because they've delegated that thought process or make up a price when they talk to a new client. Don't do this, okay? Make clear decisions on what 
your rates are for each offer you have. Do you have to have them memorized? No. Have like a one sheet available for you, but just do this work ahead of time. So here are some questions to ask yourself about your practice to make the work we're doing in this podcast even more valuable to you. How many offers do you have? What does each offer include? For example, does it include phone calls? How many phone calls? How long are those phone calls? Documents, etc. How much are you charging for each offer? Is it a combination of hourly rates and flat rates? Is it just flat rates, etc.? Okay, you get the point. Make the answers to these questions as simple as possible for your own sanity. Don't have 10 different prices for 10 different items. Like for different people, for you know, like just know what your your rates are on each of these offers. Now we could do a whole episode on that topic, but I just want to focus in on valuing your offer in this podcast and being in full belief of the value you provide your client. So I'm not going to get into all of that right now, but just give yourself some clarity on that when you are doing the work that we're going to do in this podcast. Okay, so. In this episode, we are going to explore some things, and mainly what we're going to talk about is what it means to believe in the value of your offer. I'm going to show you that the actions you take when you don't believe in the value of your offer are all caused by what you're thinking before you take that action. I'm going to show you exactly what thoughts you need to work on so you stop devaluing yourself and start practicing behaviors that will help you make more money in your practice. So what's the problem with not doing this work to believe in your value? So our mindset, our belief about ourselves, the belief about the value of our offer, what we think about our clients, what, you know, all of these things, they all impact how we sell our offer. And if you have an offer, you are selling We are only focusing on believing in the value of your offer in this episode. Remember that. There's a whole bunch of different mindsets that we have to take a look at if you are selling anything and you're noticing that you're not producing the way that you want to, if you're not hitting your targets. There's a bunch of different beliefs that we need to work on, but I am just focusing on one specific one here, and that is believing in the value of your offers. Our thoughts about our offer impact our behavior. So for instance, if you're in a consult and you have the thought they can't afford it or your price is quote unquote too expensive, if you think those things, then your behavior will likely be that you lower the price for them or you change the structure of payments or maybe your voice wobbles when you give them the price. All of these different things can take place and your mind may kind of go, they might freeze, right? Because some people right? Like when you talk about money, your brain freezes because you have beliefs, you have mindsets that are impacting how you talk about money with your clients. So if you're backing off of the price, if you're changing the price structure, if you're making it more difficult on yourself, right? When you specifically planned your price structure to make it easy for you and you are starting to change that up, know that it's just because you have a thought. Okay. Another example, if you're in a consult and you think that the person on the other line is going to say no, maybe you don't sell them on the value of your services, right? Maybe you're not giving them as much value in your consult and you just kind of let them go. You don't even bother talking to them anymore. It's just kind of like, oh, well, they're going to say no, so I'm not going to keep going. I'm going to, I'm going to reject them before they reject me, that kind of thing. That's what's happening, 
what helps with the behaviors that are costing your costing you clients and costing you money are your thoughts about your offer. Sometimes I'll talk to lawyers that believe that they need to lower their rates because other lawyers in town have lower rates. And I ask them if they like those lawyers or if they'd ever recommend anyone to them. And they usually tell me no. They tell me that they're not the best lawyers in town. Then I ask them how their services compare. And the lawyers I work with tell me that they're always on time, they know what the issues are, they're good communicators, they're committed to helping their clients. They they genuinely like their clients. And that's what clients want. They don't want bargain basement lawyers at bargain basement pricing. And if they do, then they're not your people. Well-paying clients want lawyers who solve their problems and that they trust. And if you're one of the lawyers who believes you need to pick up your phone all the time, if you're and otherwise you're going to be losing business, I want to ask you something. How can you solve for that problem in a different way? One possible answer that comes to my mind is that you craft a phone message that assures them that you're that you answer your voicemail 3 times a day and at what times you check it. Then follow through on what you say you're going to do. Follow through on your calendar to check it. Maybe you add in a line on your voice message that you're committed to excellent service and you want to give them your full attention and direct them to a phone service that will book a consult time with them that you've left open on your calendar because you have decided on your calendar ahead of time when you will allow consults to be taken. Maybe you direct them to a website where you have a calendar available for them to book a consult themselves. I want you to notice something here. If you are acting out of scarcity, you are going to be the person who is constantly picking up the phone and you are constantly interrupting yourself in the middle of some focus work. But if instead you stop the scarcity and you start thinking differently and instead get curious about the problem, then you can start getting your brain in a place that is more resourceful and you can start to problem solve. Like that was just off the top of my head, like three different things you could be doing in order to do it differently so you're not interrupting yourself, you're not interrupting your focus time. Okay, so what happens when you do believe in your value? Well, you get better clients. The reason you get better clients is that you hire people who want the quality of work you offer and they are committed and they are all in at that price. You're going to have amazing clients getting amazing results who want to tell everybody and their mother about you because you're doing such an amazing job. And you are somebody who is not only going to fight for them in the courtroom, but you're going to fight for yourself. You're an advocate. Okay, That is a huge point that I think lawyers miss is that who wants a lawyer who's just going to roll over on the price? Like I would not hire a lawyer who is going to like get, you know, just start negotiating on the price with me. It's like, no, so you're not going to fight for me here. Well, then or you're not going to fight for yourself. Well, you're definitely not going to fight for me. Okay. So that's one way to start looking at it. You're also going to like your work more because you're not going to be angry with yourself or resentful that you took on a client for less than you really wanted to charge. You're going to have more time and energy because you're not going to be ruminating about how you should have charged more or how your client is too needy or how you should have seen the red flags earlier. These are all things that just go away because you believe in your value. 
Now, some things to recognize when you do this work that we're going to be talking about, because I'm going to walk you through an exercise to really dig in to start believing in the value of your offers. But some things are going to come up. Anytime that we start excavating, we start digging up our thoughts about ourselves, we, our thoughts about the work that we do, because we, we so intimately tie the work together with ourselves. I know that I preface this with like, hey, our work does not equal our worth, but I am betting like $5 right now <laughs> that you intimately connect your work with your worth, period. And so feelings are going to come up. And you're going to notice that this is uncomfortable work. And this is what I do with my clients, right? It's like I slowly walk them through it. I start deconstructing what's happening in their brain because even though we consciously know, right, we have this thought, we we know that the value of our work does not mean that means we are more valuable as a human being, We still have this unconscious belief that is so much stronger saying that, no, I need to work harder to prove myself, okay? So this is what's going to come up. First of all, I want you to know it's not always easy. You will want to lower your price. You will want to compromise on that. You will want to break it down into payment plans when you hadn't initially said that that was something you wanted to do. Now, if you can learn to sit in the discomfort and say the price, even if you're uncomfortable, you will get better and better at it. The first few times are always the hardest. Another thing that could happen is you might back down on the first couple of times you try to stand fast in your value. Don't judge yourself. This is normal. Just notice it. So the next time, you will allow yourself to feel uncomfortable and say your price anyway. Just be willing to hear a no. Now, here's another thing. You may get a no. Now, when you get no's, especially when you first start this process, it's going to hurt your feelings. Maybe you'll be disappointed. That's normal. All it means is that you haven't practiced believing in your value long enough. Okay, you just got to do it a little bit longer. Your belief generates behaviors, not just the behaviors in your consults. It generates the behaviors in writing your content, right? If you're writing a blog, a podcast, whatever you do to attract clients, in showing up in networking and reaching out to prospects. Our beliefs have a cumulative effect. So when you start doing this work, it sometimes takes time to bear fruit because all of these different areas of your life are catching up with you, like your new you, your new beliefs about yourself. Commit to yourself and know your value. You will attract the clients you want to work with. So how do you begin believing in the value of your services? If you have multiple areas of your practice I want you to do the work that I'm going to talk to you about right now. I want you to do it for each of your offers individually. Don't just lump them all together. You've got to be very conscious about this work. You want to build belief in each area of your practice. Spend time on this. This is not a rush process. It takes commitment. It takes practice. This is work I do with my clients to help them refocus their minds on their offer's value. So if you're self-coaching yourself, reconnect with the value of your services all the time, especially right before a consult or right before writing content for your business. You've got to get into the mindset of valuing your offer. So here are some questions I want 
you to ask yourself. There's six of them. And if you want to get the the notes from the podcast, you can go to dinacataldo.com forward slash 178 and get the transcript. And that will lay out these questions for you too, if you're driving or something. So first, what result can your client expect to receive when they pay for your services? In other words, why do they hire you? Number two, What's the lifetime value of your services? What are the long-term results your clients can expect to see? Are you helping them provide long-term care for loved ones? Are you giving them peace of mind? Write it out in detail. Write out specific examples you have where you created amazing lifetime value for your clients. And I know that this is going to take some work, like really dig in. Where have you, like if you're dealing with contract law, for example, you might have a hard time with this. You might you might be thinking, well, I, I don't know. I got them a good deal at that time. No, what you did is you provided them peace of mind that they made the best possible deal that they could make and preserving their self-interest, maybe preserving their family's interests for a long-term contract that they have. It could it could span generations. So just understand the long-term consequences, the long-term value of your services. Question number three, why are you the perfect attorney for them? What special skills do you have that add to your offer? right? Like add to the value of your offer. And remember, if you're an employee, I want you to ask yourself, what special skills do you have that add to your offer, what you're providing to your biggest client, your boss, okay? Now, some examples are being a good listener who makes their client feel important. Maybe you're great at chit-chat and putting clients at ease instantly. Maybe you have a lifestyle trait that attracts people to you because they trust you not to judge them. Write down specific examples where you've seen these skills benefit your client relationships. Number four, if your client doesn't choose to work with you specifically, what could happen? Could they hire that guy down the street who charges less and doesn't always show for court appearances? Could they hire an attorney who can't see the long-term ramifications of signing a contract without specific language protecting them or their assets? Because you know there are attorneys out there that are not looking out for the long-term interests of their clients. Number five, what are the biggest successes you've had with clients who've signed with you? I had one client who said that she saved one of her clients a million dollars because she added a single line to a contract. Years later, it would have bit him in the behind, but for her her foresight. (laughs) So how have you saved your client's pain. And the last one, number six, what do you need to believe about your offer to feel amazing selling it? Maybe you believe that you are the best lawyer in that practice area. Maybe you believe that you're the most meticulous contracts lawyer they'll ever find. Basically, what would you need to believe about your offer so that if they said no to you, you would genuinely say in your head, oh, you must be confused. So maybe you don't say that out loud, but you genuinely believe that they just don't understand how amazing your services are. They must be confused. Let me explain that to them better. So your answers to all of these questions are also great for your marketing. So just keep that in mind. If you are working on your marketing, think about these questions in terms of that. 
So this is the kind of work that impacts your mindset. Our mindset is what determines our behaviors, so this is important work, my friend. Now, if you want help doing this kind of work on your practice, book a call with me. We'll take a look at where you're currently focusing your attention and find out if that is in alignment with your long-term goals for your practice and for your life. Now, this is the kind of work that will build your confidence, that will help you build self-trust. The more you do this kind of work on yourself, you really start looking at your belief and the value of your offers, you are going to see a difference. You can book a call with me at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. That's dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. And I hope you have a great day and that you have a great rest of your week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.